0: We're almost at the end of Hebrews, we've got one more chapter to go, and uh, we thank you Lord that you're a God who is with us, your name is Emmanuel, God with us, and Lord we pray this morning, that I pray that you would speak into our lives, Lord, with your Holy Spirit this morning, I pray that you'd fill us with your love, I pray that we'd have a revelation of work in our life this morning, as we look at the name of Jesus, Amen. So the title of this message is The Life of Love, and it's regarding people. And the beginning four verses are all about what it looks like in relationship to other people. And then the next message, riches, what is it, The Life of Love. And so we're going to have a look at the first uh, four verses. If you were in this church about two years ago, at the start of, uh, started this uh, series on the book of Hebrews, taken us two years to get through it. And one of the things that I said was that the the writer kind of a little bit different and then camps around it and makes another point, camps around it, makes another point. So it's not a very, uh, it is linear. One event after the other, you can follow a journey. It's kind of more like the the writer is making a point and then looking at uh, angles. So is a chapter all about the life of love and, and he kind of, looks at it from different points of view. In uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, I think it is, uh, the, the chapter on love, uh, verse this forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And so we're looking at the, what is it, which is all about love, faith, what are some examples of that. In chapter 12, we've looked at hope, and we've looked at enduring We've looked at what are we looking for angels and joyful gathering and being with the Lord and seeing the Lord face to face, all that kind of thing. It's all about future hope and the need for endurance. And uh, one of the things uh, that, that Hebrews really brings through is the or 10 character of Jesus on different aspects of Jesus and how great he is. He's the greatest son. He's the greatest priest. He's the greatest sacrifice. All the, the writer of Hebrews is focusing on Jesus because Christianity is all about us. It's all about a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus. He, and at the time of writing, they'd been around a uh, couple of times and they were backsliding. Their walk with the Lord was suffering and some of them were abandoning the faith and going back to Hebrews is focusing in on Jesus, saying, Don't lose sight of how important Jesus is and how wonderful He is. And we've lost everything because this is what, how many church services you've attended, how much money you've given to the Lord, how many good works, nothing, how, how much works of service. Is saying, He said, People will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, we did this, that, and the next thing. Surely. We're in, cast out demons, depart from me, and all these things. And Jesus said, the problem is you don't know me and I don't know you. It's the relationship with Jesus. Um, One of the major, major things that COVID has taught me and I think many other things I've noticed is that people that have had a strong relationship with Jesus have fared well during these lockdowns and being around other and people that have been, you know, having, having their Christianity as this meeting or have struggled over the last uh, two years. You know, genuinely, you see, there's, there's a real danger that we can fall in love with the work of the Lord and not the Lord of the work. It's very easy to get so caught up in working for God that we forget about our relationship. You see, when we forget that and we're unable to meet, our relationship with God was put to the test. You think for the apostle John, he, was, he still had a strong walk with God and he, he wrote the book of Revelation. He was he, you know, meeting with the Lord. Now I wonder how many of us would do the same in his situation. How well would we go if we had to be isolated? But when it's put to the test, say things, is that really the case? And so Hebrews starts with shining this light on Jesus and saying, the apostle Paul said this, he said, the goal of my life is to know Christ. That was the goal of Paul's life, to God. That's what it is. Jesus, it's not about being in a certain place when you die, after you die. It's, that's not what it's life is about, eternal life. And so we, the writer of Hebrews has highlighted Jesus, and now he's saying this is what life looks like. This is what the life of hope looks like, and this is what the life of love looks like if you know Jesus. He's not you should be doing this, 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 this. No, he's saying this is what life looks like when you know Jesus. And he's, when we hang around God, God rubs off on us. Amen? Not only, not only that, but we are filled with the Holy inside us. So not only does God, and He is leading us and guiding us and filling us with the love of God. And so we've come to this malabration. We've come into the of God, into the heavenly Jerusalem. And this, this whole environment is saturated with the love of God. Uh, the author is saying, "This is what, this is the outworking of that life of love. Walk in this way, to let the love of God flow through us." there's one of the things about Hebrews is that it has very, very serious warnings in it. Nothing you drift away from God. It's all you have to do, if you want to lose what you have, do nothing about it. There. When you look at the love of God you will see that the, the Bible encourages believers let the love of God dwell fold you let the love of, let the love rule in your hearts let the love of God shine through you that tells me it's up to me to let it of God I receive God's love and that's all I need to do no we've got to then go out into the world into the rest of our lives and let so that's what flow through us in hebrews is doing it's not about rules it's a reminder and encouragement to say now that come into relationship with god read it hebrews chapter 13 and verses 1 to 4 says keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters this have entered to show hospitality realizing it remember those in prison as if you were there yourself Remember also those being mistreated. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral. Examples or four characteristics of what this life of love looks like. And the first one here is a love for fellow believers. A love church is when you're working of that. And, And Hebrews and the Bible is encouraging us, let your love flow. Love the church chapter we've we've come to this mount zion we've come to the heavenly jerusalem we've come to angels and festive gathering we've come to god we've not only do we find god not only do we find angels but in verse 23 it says we also find the presence of god of god's first environment of love who do we find we find god we find angels we find the church Amen. So believers and expect to dwell in the presence of God because they're there. It's it's like being at the and you've just got to put up with it. No, love one another because all of us are there with and so we're all the family of God, the church. And this is how this is how I see it working. We spend time with God, He pours His love into us. And then we go and show God's love takes root in our lives. So it starts off like a seed. We we receive it in seed form. Hear differently. Work it. It takes root. But love others. Prefer one another. Don't don't think of yourself more highly than. Others. Love puts others first. Love takes a genuine interest in people's lives. Not just I'm chatting to you. It's polite and be- not gossip. Never gossip. That's not love, but actually listening to what people are sharing. We're all family here. We're all we're all going to be there in heaven. We might as well get to know each other now. Amen. <laughs> Maybe at church meetings, instead of just talking to people you know, look out for someone you don't know, someone who's new, and go and introduce yourself to things like just a quick chat to them a bit. Text message or maybe just having a coffee with someone. Simple things like that can make a huge difference because in their lives. To to love when you're in a smaller group. It's hard to organize love in a group of this size. But when you have six or ten people, it's much easier. Someone needs a scripture, someone needs encouraging, someone needs prayer for something. It's just practical having small groups in the temple court, model of the New Testament, gatherings and large gatherings. And the other thing is that our love for one another is a city to the world that we are, that will prove to the world that you are my disciples. That's, it's something the world doesn't see. They don't see community like to see that. And that's what we are, we're wanting to get back into. Genuine love for one another. And then the second, to show hospitality for the church, but strangers. And in this uh, translation, in the NLT, show love to strangers. That's really what it's about. It's about showing love to strangers. You're basically, you are uh, through action, it's not just a feeling, it's through actions. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was lovey and you gave me a drink. Amen? God has welcomed us into his home. And so we, in turn, welcome the stranger. In cases, we've to our homes. Angels without even realizing it. That's what the Bible says. Amazing, eh? The third thing is this. Being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. You see this life of love is also one part of the body suffers the whole body suffers if you've ever injured yourself it might just be something small but you might and it kind of in your arm over your whole body moves that's how it is in the body of christ when one person is suffering the whole body suffers with it our attitude we should feel something toward those those christians because we're a part of the body you know sometimes at our prayer meetings, when we're praying for other nations where we know murdered or whatever uh, for their faith, you you feel something of sympathy for them when you pray because God's love grips for fellow believers, even though we don't know bring persecution. And that's what this writer is saying here. Remember those in prison, as as if you were there yourself, in your own bodies. And then the fourth thing is now that we've looked at. At showing love to the church just home now and back into the family unit. And he says, number four, give honor to leave marriage and remain far immoral in marriage. Commit adultery. You see, there's a focusing now on the marriage relationship, a covenantal relationship. Church. That's why marriage to God is so important. Because it's a it's a it's a reflection. It's a mirror image. Marriage relationship to the church. Ephesians chapter five, and verses twenty-four to twenty-five, and thirty-one to Shitsu. It says, "As in everything, for husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church, he gave up his life for her." And they say, "A the man did into one." This is a great mystery, but is an illustration of the way Christ. And the church are one, a husband and a wife. Jesus and his bride. So, just in closing, yeah, I know it's. Let's let's press it on the Lord. Let's receive love from the Lord, and then let let it work out into your life. Not rules, because attunity unity and remind the love of God gets rooted in our lives. It's not just in seed form. It's not just something we've received, but it now becomes something. As, this life of love we get ch- possible to someone standing outside the gates. It really does. It looks like the standards are set too high. But the thing is, it's not. Imp- God isn't. God isn't. Uh, how can I put it? He he doesn't have to decide to be loving. He is love. It's an act of. Love. When he does curses someone, it's an act of love. When he rewards someone, it's an act of love. And when he judges someone act of love because he can't he does is done with love flowing through him and so as we put on the lord and we receive let it outwork to strangers let us think about people who are suffering you know who are in prison who are being persecuted we know of no future but we know right now where christians are being persecuted let's not forget about them let's remember them and pray for them and let's show love in our husbands. Let's show the love of Jesus to one another. I want to just close by just asking God to pour out his love into our lives. Love, because we can only do this. It's not like we have to look inside and find this kind of love in our own ability, in our own strength. We have to look to God, people. So let's pray, and let's receive from the Lord this morning. Father, we thank you that you are... After We thank you, Lord, that to be loving, you just are love. Everything you do is, an, is out of love. And so, Lord, we want to press out in our lives. And I pray, Lord, that as we have opportunity to love one another, that we would step out and we would let the love of us into those that are in prison and into our marriages. I pray a special blessing over every marriage that's here. Good love for one another. I pray. Pray, Lord, that there would be such a powerful work done by your Holy Spirit in our lives. We would be such a loving people. Amen.